beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yes, indeed it is. Beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Vocal stylings of Perry Cairo there. Mm. Oh, anybody's wondering who that is. Yeah. Very nice. And one of Seattle's most beloved and historic holiday displays, Candy Cane Lane in Ravenna, will be opening this Saturday. Our resident historian, Felix Benal, stopped by last night to get a sneak peek here at the preparations and to hear from the volunteer neighbors who are helping carry on a tradition. I didn't know this. 80 years and counting. I know. It's crazy. It's Christmas light season. There's lights. There's all kinds of fancy places you can go and see displays, like zoo lights at Point Defiance, wild lanterns at Woodland Park, Garden Delights in Bellevue. Candy Cane Lane is a little different, a little more organic, a little more people-powered. It's been around a while, since at least 1948, based on some old newspaper clippings. But before we get into that, this is a history spot, right? I want to talk about the fact this is the 50th anniversary of the holiday season of 1973. Raise your hand if you remember that holiday season. Okay, good, Sully. After the Yom Kippur War in Israel and Egypt in October of that year, an OPEC oil embargo followed, and we had ourselves a full-on energy crisis. Gas prices went through the roof. Around the United States, Americans were told to tone down and even entirely forego outdoor <gasps> Christmas lights no. to save energy. It's hard oh. to believe. I remember it. 75th Street on Rose Hill was a, was a dark place. Now, locally, Seattle City Light worked with the media to encourage customers to skip lighted outdoor decorations. Even President Richard Nixon, it was his last Christmas in office, by the way, and when he flipped the switch on the National Christmas tree on December 14th, 1973, to illuminate just a single light, where in previous years oh, there had been thousands. That is sad. Well, he tried to reassure Americans that everything was going to be okay. And in a way, I suppose one could say, with only one light on the tree, this will be a very dreary Christmas. But we know that isn't true. Because the spirit of Christmas is not measured by the number of lights on a tree. The spirit of Christmas is measured by the love that each of us has in his heart for his family, for his friends, for his fellow Americans, and for people all over the world. And then he, went, then he went on to read from his enemies list. No, yeah, just exactly. um, okay. Yes. Easy to poke fun at that guy. If you've never been to Candy Cane Lane, it's a neighborhood display. It involves yeah. about 25 homes on a short little street called Park Road. It's off Ravenna Boulevard around 21st Avenue Northeast. This is just north of Greek Row and down the hill toward U Village. I've been going there to see the display for at least 40 years, but I went out in the dark and cold last night to get my first look ever at the preparations for the big opening this coming Saturday. Now, the exact origins of Candy Cane Lane are a bit of a mystery. It might have been 1948. That's when holiday lights on Park Road were first mentioned in the Seattle Times. Or it might have been during World War II when non-lighted decorations were a fact of life during wartime blackouts. Now, if his history does seem related to outdoor holiday decoration contests the Seattle Times ran every year from 1927 to 1968, and Candy Cane Lane won that contest on many occasions, the physical evidence that ties it all together, and this is the inspiration for the name, they're the big metal candy canes you'll see there, one at each house on the lane. This is Candy Cane Lane resident Maggie Sweeney, who's lived on the street since 2001. If you look, every house will have a candy cane, and it, it looks just like an old metal pipe that's painted. And uh, when people move, that is the one thing that stays with the house. And so many of us have original, these original wow. old candy canes. Cool. Um, and that is how this lane got to be called Candy Cane Lane because everybody had those. See how professional you hear me saying cool in the background because no, I'm a good I professional radio professional. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, uh, no, no, no. It, it you're supposed shows... to just nod your head. Yeah. But I always go, ooh, wow. Anyway. It's what like, a treasure trove for a historian, though. <laughs> and, and it's literally made from Did a... Did you like, ask if you could touch the candy cane? I got to touch the candy ooh. cane, yeah. It's made of like six feet of old six-inch diameter stovepipe you'd see connecting a wood stove to a chimney, like off a hardware store oh, shelf from the 40s. Now, Maggie Sweeney says one story is that those candy canes were first made during World War II for a non-lighted display during the blackout. There's no proof of that, but I love that story. Now, 
Along with the metal candy canes, each house also has a particular set of de- decorations installed and maintained by the family that lives in that house. You know, lots of painted plywood reindeer and that kind of thing. Then there's a community, community decoration in the traffic circle at the top of the lane. That's kind of the main gathering spot. Features a big rotating structure spun by an electric motor hidden in the holly bush with colorful decorative panels and lighting. And the, the theme this year is the Nutcracker. And there's Christmas carols playing on one of those old six CD changers and blasting from outdoor speakers at two locations along the lane. Now, if all of this sounds sophisticated and high-tech, then I'm not doing a very good job. Um, Maggie Sweeney says Candy Cane Lane, in her words, is homespun. If you're looking for a big light display, this is not where you're going. You're going to come here for tradition. You're going to come here for community. Most of the people walk through um, the little store across the street. They do a big hot chocolate and coffee stand during Candy Cane Lane, and we like to pass out candy canes. The one thing we don't do is we don't accept any money. We're, we've really stuck to the whole non-commercial aspect of, of being just a neighborhood place. And we, we use LED lights now, too, in case anybody's wondering. Well, At one point, someone accused us of being the Las Vegas of Seattle. <laughs> oh, no. Is that a bad thing? Um, <laughs> what a sick no. bird. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Now, Joseph Manling uh, is one of the organizers. Back in October 2009, he and his wife, who was pregnant with twins at the time, unsuspectingly bought their house on Park Road. You know, it's not called Candy Cane Lane the rest of the year. They oh, were man. told about Candy Cane Lane, but they didn't really get it until they came back to take a look in person that December. I'm like, sure, I like Christmas. I'll put up some lights, but I had no idea until we walked the street what was going on. And we were like, oof. You know, what did we get ourselves into? You know, Listen and jo- to you giggle. <laughs> I, know, I, got, I got to get a better microphone. I'm, I'm, I'm or, or a longer pole. To put anyway, Joseph loves it now. He's one of the biggest boosters of the work parties that have happened the past two weekends. That will culminate this Saturday morning in time for a 4 p.m. official start on Saturday afternoon. It's just a really special neighborhood. It's one of these occasions I'm visiting this little community and I'm jealous of the people who live there and get to do this stuff. It's all because of a Christmas light display that dates back to the Truman administration. We'll say, yeah, it's a gift to the community, you know, give something for people to, to celebrate. But I think it's really a gift to us. So because of Candy Cane Lane, we all come together. We all decorate our houses. We all decorate this circle as a community. Um, because of that, we know all of our neighbors. You know, that, that's got to be rare in this time in Seattle. Who knows all their neighbors? My kids have been in half these houses. Um, everybody gets along. I mean, it's 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 pretty cool. You know, and they get kind of stressed out by the time the thing's all over, or if someone's stolen the Grinch again, or sure. if a party bus shows up in the middle of the night. They're, you know, it, it has its downsides, too, but overall, it's a very positive thing. Now, it opens this Saturday, runs through January 1st. Lights are on from 4 to 11 on Fridays and Saturdays, 4 to 9.30 the rest of the week. They do collect food donations for the food bank. They, they collected something like two tons last year. They don't collect money. They want, they want uh, non-perishables. And uh, there's walk-only nights on the 7th, 14th, and 21st of December. And December 7th, the Husky Marching Band will be there. Fun. Joseph Manilang says there's nothing like standing there at the Park Circle, Park Road Lane there in the circle with uh, tequila being played by the Husky Marching Band and all the lights flashing and everything. Great, great, amazing Seattle. Very Seattle. Very special local place. Candy I love Cane it. Lane. Yeah. Felix Bunnell, thank you very much for giving us the history on Candy Cane Lane. You bet. All right, Colin, let's get a quick headline check. That's right. Police are investigating.